<sighs> Sorry, I just came back for a walk and I'm really tired. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to my walk, so. Yes, well, you're hoping it'll wake you up, right? <laughs> I'm hoping it'll wake me up, and, and although considering you're tired after it, but. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, that's a funny thing about exercise, right, is that like. I f- it, you're tired afterwards, but then you kind of have more energy after that, I find. Like yeah. once I've been doing ring fit in the evening, I find that I have a lot of energy once I've like cooled down. Yeah, I find like like a short burst of like a workout for me. Like um, part, one of my Corona goals is to like do push-ups five days a week. Okay. And so like I'll do like a, a rep of like 40 push-ups and I'll feel like great. Okay. But like I went for an hour long walk and I'm like, oh my goodness, my <laughs> And I don't feel like sleepy tired. My like my leg muscles are like, ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, there's like a, a nice little middle ground where it's like you work out just enough that you have that energy. Yeah. But Oh man. Uh so what have you been playing, Graham? Um well, so like, I've been playing Divinity a little bit with some friends, been playing a bit of Warframe, but um, I recently finished up the game that we're going to be talking about today. Yes. You which know, is... Hmm? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you go. Uh, I was going to say, I forgot to mention um, on our last episode, um, there was a couple of things about Assassin's Creed that I wanted to tell you that I didn't end up telling you. But, okay. Um, so... You never finished the cult or anything like that, right? No. Okay. So, uh, um, <clears throat> so Alexios, I'm trying to remember how it, which plays out first. I think I killed all the cult first, then I did like the, uh, mythical beasts stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, when you defeat all the mythical beasts, uh, Pythagoras gives you his staff which mm-hmm. you kind of learn gives him immortality. So, okay. So that he dies. But then it fast forwards into the future, and Layla meets Alexios. And Alexios has been alive for like 2,500 years. Oh. And then Alexios okay. dies. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, and so then uh, there's a lot of Layla stuff in the Atlantis DLC, um, oh. which I just finished uh, a couple days ago, um, which I thought was... Uh, pretty neat um but yeah i thought it was really cool like man they made it so that like alexios could be in any game they want pretty much going forward because he's been around um all this time so true that's a good point Mm -hmm. but just a little tidbit i might like to know however i have a complaint (laughs) okay so i did the cult first i killed all the cult first and Mm -hmm. they reveal like they there's like a flashback sequence when you um i think when you touch the pyramid i can't remember precisely but there's like a flashback period to like all the different games and stuff but then you see the scene of Layla and alexius meeting and so like they spoiled it before i could get to it and i was a little disappointed that's a little weird yeah it was a cool scene except for that part where it's like oh i haven't seen that yet but that's clearly alexius yeah yeah so um huh yeah interesting nonetheless but uh yeah i'm finally all done assassin's creed so congrats yeah thank you i've got so much else to play (laughs) 
but I guess uh, we should stop talking about Assassin's Creed finally and uh, dive right in. So let's cue the theme song. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. I'm Matt. I'm Graham. And uh, this week, we're going to be doing a double feature, which is something we've kind of done before, where I've played one game, Graham has played another. They're not related in any way, and we're just going to talk about them. Yeah. Um, So, uh, Graham, what did you play this week? Yeah, so, yeah, because, like, these are games that, not like, it's, I wanted to play this, you wanted to play that, but we didn't necessarily both want to play the games. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this week I played Subnautica, um, which is kind of an underwater exploration, uh, material gathering, crafting survival game um, where you're stranded on this um, waterlogged planet and you have to try to survive and get off of the planet back to presumably Earth. Okay. Um, and so the kind of core loop, the core idea of the game is you're, um, you're gathering resources to build. Um, you find blueprints scattered around the world and you're trying to uh, build a base, be able to sustain yourself, be able to explore and explore this alien environment. Um, you get... Uh, you kind of get there's like a breadcrumb trail of audio logs and stuff that you can follow to piece together what's happened because your your ship essentially gets shot down onto this uh, planet. Okay. Um, kind of like Pikmin. Wow, there's actually there's a handful of comparisons there, but um, yeah. So your ship gets shot down. Um, you're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, you your lifeboat kind of gets jettisoned and. The core gameplay loop is you're you're exploring the environments, gathering materials, and using those materials to build stuff. Hmm. Um, so, like, some of the things you make is, like, being able to build a base or being able to build um, better flippers or a scanner or a repair tool, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. And so... I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm reading the Wikipedia page now. And so, like, when you say build a base, like, what kind of, like, like, do you walk around the base, or is it more like you're constantly swimming at all times? No, like, um, you, there is, like, a land portion to it, so you, oh, okay. like, when you go build your base, your base is underwater, but it's pressurized and all that, so inside your base you can have your tools for building stuff, you can, um, you can grow gardens, you can have a scanner room, um, hmm. you've got, you can do like storage, um, and then you can build like vehicles too, which is pretty cool. Oh, awesome. So like at first you just have this like portable, um, like, Whoa, sorry. Little boat thing that you can like you hold on to and it's got a fan on the back. And so it propels you forward. Eventually you can build, which I'm assuming that was your reaction to is the Cyclops, which is uh, this massive ship. No, my re- my my reaction was to the length of the game <laughs> that I looked up on how long to beat. But it took me, I think I around was like thirty one hours. Okay, it says how long does how long to beat say? <clears throat> Twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Um, 
I definitely there was things about the game that I liked and things I disliked. Um, like the crafting. I definitely I have to give a shout out to my friend who helped me for like the first five hours of the game. Nice. Um, because otherwise I would have died of starvation really early on. Okay. And would have been absolutely <laughs> lost of what to do. Okay. Um, because the game is not that it's not forgiving, but it's not necessarily the clearest and, as and to what you need to do next. I'm assuming you played just on survival mode. I did. I see there's a couple different modes here. Okay. Yeah. Um, I played the game 99% in survival. And then in the last hour or so of the game, I switched over to creative. Okay. Um, cause uh, like, I think the the thing about the game is that all I wanted to do is explore, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to gather materials or, like, look at the wildlife and stuff like that. But I felt like I was continuously kind of hampered by um, having to get water and food. And, like, there, there's limitations of how deep you can go, stuff like that. Hmm. Um, and so... I found quite often I would get excited about doing something and then realize that it would take a lot mm. of work to actually do it. Right. Which isn't dissimilar to real life. But, um, yeah, like, there, there's one, like, the game is gorgeous. but And so there was one time that I was, I was kind of floating around and I was looking for, you know, whatever, and I found a hole in the ground and there's this different biome underneath the ground with these like giant glowing mushrooms and and uh these weird oh, wow. snakes that live in the mushrooms okay um and it was really cool and then i realized that oh okay in order to do this i'm going to have to gather all these materials and it took me like 2 hours to gather up all the materials and plan out what materials I needed and take a couple trips and build a new vehicle so that I could harvest all the stuff. And then once I did it, it took like 20 minutes and then I was done. You know, when, when, when you told me you were going to play the game, I had, a, I had a, in my brain an envisioning of what Subnautica was. Okay. And I'm looking now at like screenshots and stuff. It's nothing like the game I was thinking it was. Okay. And it looks really interesting. It is a neat game. It kind of like, feels, yeah. It, I'm just looking like it's it, it plays in the first person, right? Yes. Okay. That I, I don't know what game I was thinking of then, because I was thinking of like a third person, where you just swim underwater. Third person where you like Abzu. That might have been it. I think that's the one that's by the Journey devs. Yes, I think that's probably what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. that's a band, not a game. Uh, but um. This kind of looks, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. That's right. Um, this kind of looks like a mix of like Outer Wilds, but with like Soma. It reminds me a bit of Soma, I guess, just because it's underwater. But that's really interesting. Yeah, like it's it is a neat game. Um, it's got like it does have a little bit of so much horror in it, in that like you can get just you can get blindsided by enemies sometimes or oh those enemies. Oh yeah, the the environment is there's a lot of hostile creatures. Okay. Not necessarily enemies per se, but like 
if they see you, they will try to kill you. Right. Or some of them, like, there's these little fish, these little bomb fish, that um, when they see you, they'll, like, uh, like swim directly at you with this, like, battle cry, and then they'll blow up, um, which, like, it was pretty funny, because it's like, oh, no, 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 and, like, you're running away as fast as you can, or swimming away. Right. Um, there's Leviathan-class creatures... Um, like the Reaper, which will grab you and your ship and toss it around. Oh, wow. Um, I definitely had to reload a save at one point because the Reaper destroyed my ship. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, there's, there's like these weird, not dolphin, like otter-like creatures that have these weird glowing, um, orange globs on their back that can spit out... Uh, like poisonous gas um, that is more of just like a defensive measure so your goal in the game isn't really to kill anything it's more of just to um, you know survive and try to get off the island or get off the world wow this looks really neat it is a neat game like the the problem is is that that I found with it is that it takes so long to Mm. do anything like if I want to make something, I typically, like, you don't have a lot of reserves. You can't, at least the way that I did it, like, I, I'm constantly, oh, I need two more pieces of titanium to do this, so I'll go out scrounging for titanium. Or I need two more pieces of this to do that. Like, it's a constant material grind. Mm. Um, and... Like, I would often kind of, I would get to the thing and I would get it, and then I wasn't kind of like, okay, well, this is this is it here now. Like, it, it didn't have as much of an impact as I hoped. Right. Um, so I think, like, like, the first 10, 20 hours of the game, I thoroughly enjoyed. Because, um, like, I'm there's the ex- excitement of, oh, this is something new, this is something, like, I'm in danger and I'm I'm scrounging for materials and then um and there's always there's always something new on the horizon, right? right? And then toward the last ten hours or so of the game, I'm starting to find the edges of the world. I'm starting to find like walls are starting to come up where it's in order to pass this I need to um it's one of those things where like, you know, if you're building something in a game you, you need a bunch of parts, and then as the recipes grow more complex, you need, like, parts from lower levels. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, like, if I need to create a high-level item, I need a bunch of lower-level items. So it's a cumulative effect of, okay, mm. now I need to get lots and lots of resources in order to do less and less. Right. So that's where my excitement started to kind of wane. Right. Also, like, I hope I'm not just ranting here. No, no, um, no. But, like, in the early game, you, you're you extremely agile. Uh, it's it's kind of like growing from a small company to a big company. Um, you, you're agile, you're small, you, you set up a base, and it's got exactly what you need. Um, you have this super portable... Um, single person 
uh, vehicle called the Seamoth, um, which for some reason I named all my vehicles after types of peanut butter. Um, so this one was called Smooth. Um, <laughs> there was Crunchy, was my uh, like mech. Smooth was my Seamoth. And Natural was my Cyclops. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't exactly remember why you I did that. But um <laughs> I was like at the beginning you, you there's this feeling of freedom of exploration of like you don't know what's around the next corner and being in this really portable agile craft where you can go anywhere really quickly um makes that feel um like that accentuates that feeling. But um, the, the ultimate goal is to go deeper and deeper into the water. Um, and so, like, you start off in the shallows and you're trying to go, like, into deeper and deeper waters. And all, all your equipment is around going deeper, really. Right. Because, um, like, as you go deeper, you need something that can sustain, sustain um, like, can maintain pressure, like, under high pressure. Right. Or, like, to be able to go under high heat. Um, so, eventually, your your small, agile craft won't cut it anymore, and you need to go into this clunky mech, uh, which can go along, which can walk along the seafloor. Right. Um, and the problem with that is that, all of a sudden, that feeling of freedom is gone. Uh, that feeling of flow, that um, that kind of effortlessness of swimming is now this really clunky, slow mech, which, again, just kind of doubles up on the, okay, I need twice as many materials, and it takes me twice as long to get them. Mm. I realized also, like, because I, I hit that kind of roadblock, I looked online to see, like, what am I doing wrong? What did I miss? And the kind of... There, there were a couple things of I missed some kind of key items that would have really helped okay just because they're not they're not like signposted they're not um one of which was a water filtration system um which would have really helped for when i go deep underground and the other one was a heat resistant suit uh which meant again when i was deep underground i couldn't leave my mech otherwise i would die pretty quickly um, and I didn't even know that those existed in the game. Um, wow. And then, like, you can take some materials from the surface and grow them in, like, specialized beds, but I hadn't thought of that. So if I needed something, I had to go back up to the surface. Oh, okay. So it's it's one of those things where I wasn't optimizing enough, maybe. And so it was kind of detracting from my experience. So it's like each game like procedurally generated or is it like a static map how does how does that work from what i understand the map itself is static but the placement of items is somewhat dynamic okay because i watched a speedrun of the game oh that'd be fun and yeah it was pretty neat um but he got he got really bad luck so um he knew that there were like certain points in the map where these blueprints could generate or these like pieces of objects could generate that you can scan to get the blueprints. Right. And 
you um sorry uh, he um he got really bad luck so he wasn't able to find the blueprints until a lot later right so i had looked around for these items but either i didn't look for them in the right places or they just didn't spawn where i looked so right. like i you know didn't know that they were there yeah um and then just to kind of wrap it up because I realized I've basically been talking for like the past 10 minutes. Because um, I did enjoy this game. Um, the last 10, the last hour, so like I, I got to a point where I would have needed to do a lot more grinding and I was, and also find those items that I was missing and I decided to stop. And I stopped for a good like two months. Okay. And then I came back to it like yesterday um, and decided to try it with creative mode instead, which removes your health, not your health, your, um, yeah, no, it removes your health, your food and your water and your oxygen. So you essentially, and enemies don't target you anymore. Um, so essentially you can play the game without having to worry about micromanaging and then I also um, decided to use some server, like um, some console commands oh, okay. to, to give myself, like I could just type like, give me a Seamoth and it would give me that vehicle, that really agile vehicle. And then because there wasn't any damage or anything, I could use it underwater in those really deep areas where before I had to use the mech. And like, I was like, so happy about that because all of a sudden i could play the game that i wanted to play right um and then like i would get to a part where i was like oh i need to grind for this material and i'm like nope just give it to me <laughs> and then because because i got to a point i had i had to find a key card and then i needed to go travel to five different places to get items from each place and then I needed to build the rocket ship base and build the rocket ship, which each required a new set of materials that I needed to grind for. It probably would have taken me about four hours to gather those materials. Right. Wow. And, but instead I just gave myself the materials and I was able to finish it in an hour. And I honestly don't have any regrets about oh, that. Wow. Um, like, I that wasn't why I played the game. It wasn't to grind for materials. Right. That's interesting. Um, yeah. And like after 30 hours, right? It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would have... Like, it, it, it kind of made me wonder what was the point of doing that. Hmm. It felt to me like a like a final test of, okay, you've gotten this far, you can do this now. And I understand that, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. Would you recommend Subnautica? I would. I would. I would recommend it, kind of, with caveats. Right. Because there is that. Like, I wouldn't. Don't feel bad about switching it over from survival to something like uh, there's freedom, which is like creative, except you still have health, mm -hmm. and enemies still target you. It just means you don't have to manage your water and your food. Right. 
which means that you can kind of go on bigger expeditions without having to worry about that stuff. Um, and like, it is a gorgeous game and I love learning about the lore and learning about the, like the creatures that are inhabiting the world. I had some, some really great moments. Um, but I think some of the parts that I enjoyed the most were playing it with friends, like with my, with a buddy, um, or, um, just kind of hanging out and talking with people while I did grind for materials or something. It made it a lot more enjoyable. So, um, yeah, I would, I would definitely, I would still recommend it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What would you give it on a persona rating? I'd have to give it like a teddy. Okay. Um, because like I enjoy it. Like, I think I enjoyed it a bit more at first than I did later on. It started to graze a little later on, but it's definitely better in a group. Um, so, so is it, is it, you go for it. Is it multiplayer? No, 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 no. Um, it's single player, but I played like essentially like, um, couch co-op kind of idea. Oh, cool, cool. Okay. So like one, like my buddy was watching me play and we're chatting while that's happening. And he's like, oh, you need to go, go here, do that kind of thing. Right. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So yeah, that is. was that was my that was my ramble about Subnautica. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. I did. It's funny again. It's like I had that perception in my mind. Oh, that that's just that weird swimming game, and it's I was totally wrong. No, so. no, it's um, yeah, like this exploration, uh, material gathering, building, survival game. The base building looks kind of cool. The base like, building is cool. Like I was just watching the trailer and it's just like it, 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 it reminds me a lot of like Minecraft of like you're building and building on top of, of your existing structures and like the time passes and it looks I don't know, that that kind of like level of like advancement, right? Like you are slowly growing and building your little home, if you will. Minecraft is a good comparison for that. Yeah. yeah. Like because you are you're you're iterating on, you're building, you're using the environment. And, like, I can remember grinding in Minecraft for sand so that I could build, like, a glass house. Yeah. And that's the thing about early Minecraft, right? Like, you didn't know anything. Yeah, no. Like, it was, aside from some YouTube videos, like, you didn't really know too much. And there was, like, all sorts of videos about how to survive the first night. Yep. Stuff like that. Yep. Uh. Simpler times, I guess. Yeah, amen. <laughs> uh, oh, very cool. Yeah. So uh, you played it on, on Steam then? Yeah, um, Epic, actually. Oh, okay. Because I got it as one of the free games for oh, Epic. Oh, wow, score. Um, yeah. Would you pay $40 for it? it? Maybe $30. Okay. I could say it being a $30 game. All right. Um, yeah, like um like I could see it being a thirty dollar like thirty, forty dollars. Forty dollars might be a little on the high end right. for me, but I'm also kinda cheap, so I'm also yeah. kinda cheap. <laughs> well yeah, on, on the PlayStation store it's forty dollars. And on Steam here it's uh twenty nine dollars regular. 
Yeah, thirty dollars is a good price for it. That's a really good price for it. Yeah. Huh. It's on sale right now until April fourteenth. So. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I uh, tell me about Star Wars. Yes. So I played Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Star Wars games are always a mouthful to to say the title. <laughs> um, and uh, this game launched uh, last November, so I got it for Christmas as a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. And when I first started to play it, I really did not like it. Okay. Um, the, the game plays a lot like Dark Souls. Um, yeah, I've heard that comparison. Yeah, it's, it's definitely Dark Souls inspired. And in the regard of like... Um, enemies like respawn when you meditate at certain points similar to like a bonfire yeah um Hmm. and i wouldn't say like necessarily like it's hard and like the the world traversal is not necessarily like dangerous like dark souls um but the enemies even like the most basic enemies um are difficult Hmm. if you want to say that to 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 handle um particularly in early game and so, um, like to me, I, I I like Star Wars games a lot. Like I play, I've played most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there haven't been many that have come out, you know, this past decade. But, um, like to me, like it's a hack and slash. You know, you've got a lightsaber. Like you should be like butchering through enemies, and that didn't happen right away. And so, like there were there were times where I was getting like, um, pulled like like beaten by like regular stormtroopers or like these rat creatures and i was getting really frustrated and um like it really put me off from playing the game when i first started mm-hmm. and i wasn't playing on like hard or anything um and so uh, i took a little bit of break and then i kind of unrelated went back and actually played dark souls uh, i played through almost the entire game and then when i came back it was like <laughs> this is easy <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, I'm not sure, though, like, because I probably played about, like, the first half of the game, and then I said, I can't do I I need a break from this, and then came back to it, like, several weeks later. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a point in the game where you definitely start to feel more powerful. Um, the game does a good job of, like, um, unlike Dark Souls, of, like, uh, you get more abilities and more equipment as you progress. It's kind of like... Um, maybe some of the Arkham games uh, or any game that like, you know, every, and, and at the end of every mission, you might get like an armor buff or a new move. Uh, in this case, you know, you get um, uh, halfway through the game, well, a little ways past half, you get double lightsabers or a dual lightsaber mm-hmm. and you get different moves to use with that. Um, and when you get the dual lightsaber um, and that new move, it's like, the game is like, hey, you're going to be really awesome for the next five minutes. And you, like, just butcher everybody. Because you you now have built the resources um, and the abilities to do that. So it felt... It, at that point, it felt like, okay, this is what a Star Wars, Star Wars game should feel like. Where, like, I am in danger, yes. But if I play smart and I play aggressive, um, like, I can easily defeat the enemies in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like early on, it was like, you're fighting guys with stun batons. And like, if there's more than like three of them surrounding you, it could be hard to, to mitigate that. 
Um, so it, it towards the end after I like okay actually gotten used to that style of gameplay again and then started using all the tools that the game gave me over time I started to enjoy it a lot more um, the combat was more uh, exciting I died a lot less so it was less frustrating mm-hmm. um, so um, overall the do you know anything about the game like have you watched anything about it I know very little about the game. I know it's got that kind of Dark Souls, Dark Souls feel, but um, no, I don't know too much about it other than like seeing a handful of footage of. It. Right. Um, yeah. So the game takes place uh, like five years after um, Revenge of the Sith, and so like the first mission, you're on this planet as kind of like a stowaway, and you're working like as a, as a scavenger, and you you, you use the Force to save a, your friend, and that is seen by like a probe droid and then these people called the inquisitors show up which are like um jedi hunters essentially Mm -hmm. and they expose you and then there's this uh action scene on like uh like a train and it feels very much like hey here's a level but then all the other like beyond that it's just like here are here's a planet go explore the map right and so it's like it's not like i wouldn't say there's like hey there's levels to this game it's like here's uh here's kashik you go to kashik you know here's your mission on kashik and it's like here's the map that we've created and so you'd go do it something at kashik go back to your ship go to a different planet do something there then oh i can go back to kashik now and so there's a lot of like backtracking hopping between these couple of planets okay and you only there's only about five or six planets that you can actually visit um but you have like you kind of go to and fro fro at least one at least you know two iterations sometimes three iterations um which to me i don't really necessarily like appreciate (laughs) um like the right off the bat you go to this one planet and uh you kind of are told what you have to do with what the purpose of the game is and then the, the game says, hey, you can go to Kashyyyk or you can go to this other planet called Dathomir. And so I said, oh, I recognize Dathomir from the Clone Wars, the show. I'll go there. And so I went there and like the enemies are a little bit more difficult. Um, but also like you could only go a li- like a far, like a- only so far before you literally could not progress further because you didn't have mm-hmm. a double jump yet. And so I was like, okay, that was kind of like a waste of like 30 45 minutes you don't get the double jump until like two planets later so i felt like it was a weird decision to give me like that planet so early when i could do so little of it yeah um and so um but the the environments were all like unique um they're there's a lot of lore stuff involved a lot of uh love for like the clone wars uh prequel era like aesthetics mm-hmm. um throughout the game you uh experience like flashbacks um to when uh, you were a padawan because the main character cal he's like 18 or 19 in the game so he's pretty young um and so he was only like a, a young teenager when uh revenge of the sith happened um and so uh 
they kind of incorporate like you remembering how to use the force into those flashbacks which was a neat way to do it um because the, the the story is basically like cal's coming to terms with what happened and that it wasn't his fault okay um because he harbors a lot of guilt um his master died kind of like protecting him uh and so kyle kind of like feels a little bit guilty about that and then he kind of abandons the jedi uh, order to survive for those five years where he's kind of you know living like a scavenger Mm -hmm. and so um cal is picked up by this crew of a previous jedi master who has also cut herself off from the force and their goal is to discover um or find uh, a jedi holocron uh which is basically like a usb um with uh, a bunch of force sensitive children in the galaxy okay that's the goal that's the MacGuffin, if you will we have to find this uh artifact and um then there's a lot of like classic star wars stuff about like um like you're you you realize that master um who picked you up who cut herself off from the force um was protecting padawans um after the fall of the jedi order but then was captured tortured and she gave in and some of those padawans are now part of the inquisitors that are chasing you so um like she harbors a lot of guilt there as well and the inquisitors harbor like uh a vengeance against her um for that so Mm -hmm. the, the typical like um you know light and dark side being used as like uh i don't know i'm not like a metaphor i guess for real real life issues or like a um, I, I don't know i've lost the words um but that's the stuff i i, I like right like um uh, the this sci-fi adventure being um tweaked to give it a more personal human feel right of like this is uh this is a real thing that cal is dealing with this guilt this fear right uh this um this blame he puts on himself and uh yeah it's a very like like because like like the force like a religion right it's like a kind of like a here's how religion can help somebody get through these really human moments or really on the dark side it'd be like here's how religion can really pour into negative aspects of of humanity and 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 what you're going through yeah so um yeah Aside from that, um, there's not a lot of meat, I, I think, in the story. Um, aside from, like, what's happening with the personal characters. Like, um, near the end of the game, uh, Cal kind of has this, um, this, I guess, vision of what, would, what might happen if he finds the holocron and, and starts to rebuild the Jedi Order. And they all get, and he envisions them getting captured, tortured, and he envisions himself becoming an inquisitor. So um, at the end of the game, um, you find the holocron; it's taken from you, and then you have to go get it back from like this empire base. And you fight through the empire base, and you fight one of the inquisitors who was um, a padawan of of your now kind of mentor. Um, and you battle with her, but then you convince her, like, to let go of her anger and her vengeance, and she does, and then Vader shows up, Hmm. and, uh, he kills her, and then he chases 
chases you down and that was really exciting like a little bit of like uh that last little hour is really action-packed and it was like really intense and you weren't sure what's going to happen like is cal going to make it out of here is uh seer the the master you're not following is she going to make it out because she kind of comes back in with the force um happy ending you know you'll both get you both make it out alive you with the holocron and then um the you make it back to your ship and you're kind of talking about what's going to happen and cal's like you know what um if we use this, you know, the, the Empire is going to come after us. Uh, so we shouldn't do this. And he destroys the Holocron. Oh. And then the game ends. And, like, uh, there is not a lot of, like, reaction from the other crewmates about what Cal does. And, like, just a moment before this, um, like, literally, like, five seconds before this, Seer was like, we're going to use this to rebuild the Jedi Order. And then Cal destroys it. And, like nobody nobody reacts and like the message i don't have a problem with um cow's basically saying like you know um i think the line is like trust trust in the force like we will entrust these kids to the force because if we find them then the empire will find them but if we don't Mm -hmm. find them then the empire won't find them right Mm -hmm. fine message but um that 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 to me was like the climax of the of the game like this is the thing you're going for this is uh cow you know, coming to terms with things, making the right decision, but then there's no like um, falling action to um, what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that was a little bit of a letdown, um, but yeah, yeah, um, no. that's that's pretty much the crux of the story. Yeah, so it's more it's got the emotional grounding in the characters, but. Uh... But there wasn't really enough at the end. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't. Yeah, I didn't tie it together um, very well. It, it felt very night in the woodsy, if you will. Um, like it, <laughs> yeah. it, it really builds up that last hour, and then it kind of, you know, it just stops. It didn't take. Doesn't allow you any time to breathe, really. So um, it has a lot of weird, like controlled, like control things. Like there's a lot of climbing involved, and. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you have to hit a button to climb. So like you'll jump onto a wall and you'll have to hit L2 to initiate your climb, but sometimes you won't. And I just don't understand the, the, the decision to like bind climbing to a button. Okay. But, uh, other things like sometimes you have to use R3 to interact, which is a very interesting button in my opinion for interacting. Yeah. But I mean, it, it kind of makes sense in some ways because then it's not like overriding another button, which can be confusing. Yeah, which is a problem I had with Assassin's Creed Odyssey because the the talk button was the same as the kill button sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just some weird things like that. It did have some performance issues, um, but a beautiful game nonetheless. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so all in all, like I did enjoy it. Um, I'm kind of going through now, and uh, there's a lot of collectibles. There's a lot of, um, like, uh, lore hidden in, like, the collectibles as well, which, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for those who are really into Star Wars, is pretty cool. Um, But, uh, yeah. Um, All in all, I would, you know, I would say it's a good game. It's nothing groundbreaking. Um, 
It sold really well, though. Really? It sold 8 million copies uh, by the end of January. Wow. That's which pretty is, substantial. Which is really good. Um, and I I think it's good for like Star Wars franchise in general because this is the first single-player game we've had since... Oh Force boy. Unleashed? Force Unleashed 2, I think. Um, so uh, I, know, I know it surpassed um, kind of uh, EA's expectations of what it would sell. Um, that's good so and you know um it's also praised because it doesn't have um like microtransactions or any type of uh extra content really Mm -hmm. um that i can think of at least uh in the game itself so um yeah i hope to see more games like this um so we'll just have to see Mm mm-hmm it's kind of a rare thing to see. So, yeah, that's neat. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks, it sounds like a neat, neat game. I'm glad that uh, it sounds like you kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. After, once me, you got past. Yeah, uh, it just takes, took me a little while to get there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What would you give the game? Um, I'd give it. Would you rec- you you said you would recommend it? Yeah, I would recommend it if you are, um, if you're a Star Wars fan and if you like, like if you're looking for like a Dark Souls light. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like it's probably like a 15 hour experience, so um, it's a solid solidly length game. Um, it goes regularly on sale, so I think it's on sale now for like less than 50 bucks. I would recommend playing it. Um, I would probably rate it. Uh, I'm gonna go with a GA. Okay. Because it's got a lot about like fighting, and uh, she's a good friend, and there's lots of relationships in this. So um, it has a lot of like cool little like there's a lot of lightsaber customizations you could do, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. Like that's something that not a lot of the star wars games have all the time um but like you can change the look of your lightsaber the color um so yeah that's probably mm-hmm. what I, would, I would rate it so cool yeah all right we've uh yeah we've gotten through the two games that we covered um yeah i think I feel like we both like enjoyed our games to like a point or like to a certain degree. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, that's always nice, right? You don't want to have a poopy game. <laughs> no. And like oftentimes, like we don't really record games that we don't enjoy or uh, no, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. But, we... um, yeah. Only games that <laughs> we don't intentionally we yeah. don't intentionally like cover yeah. games that you wouldn't want to play because like yeah. we both have to go out and buy them right so yeah exactly yeah or share them or whatever so okay um yeah. any other comments Graham I don't think so okay well thank you everybody so much for listening um if you liked the episode please let us know um. We forgot to mention last episode, but uh, Night in the Woods was recommended by a listener. 
um, a listener, our friend named Caleb. So if you have game suggestions, uh, please let us know. Uh, mm-hmm. We do appreciate them, and we try to get them get to them as we can. Um, we've got a pretty long list, but we keep it. Uh, what, what's the word? We like to keep it fresh. Fresh. Uh, with, with the titles we review. So um, again, I think one of our favorite things about the podcast is that Graham recommends a game that I would never play, and I recommend games that Graham would never play, and then we all discover new games that we love. So mm-hmm. um, please let us know. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter if you'd like to follow us there, or just subscribe to um, whatever podcast provider you use to provide your podcasts. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks with our review of Do We Want to Announce It, Graham? Sure. Of Ring Fit Adventure for the Nintendo Switch. Um, so uh, we mentioned a couple episodes ago about our challenge. Our, yeah, our challenge. Uh, that we both have not done. Completely done. <laughs> so uh, it's, you know, new month, new us. Uh, we're going to try and play it a little bit more and uh, get our recommendations to you in uh, two weeks. So we will talk to you then. Thanks again for listening. Have a good night.